You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Yeah, that's right, McDoubles so all day. McDoubles, two junior check-ins, two teams play a fish. <laughs> that's your 2 a.m. haul? Yeah. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Curra. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, and we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. It is Travis Curra and Brazilian Ty with you, and a special episode of Two and Out today. We are joined by Quinn Smith of the Calgary Stampeders. He started as a D lineman, was uh, drafted there in 2014, ended up winning the Grey Cup that year. Now he has switched the offensive line. He's currently in that transition right now, but he actually had surgery. The day we talked to him today had some hardware removed from his hand, so he is injured, still took the time to talk to us. Now, of course, he's a football player, so when he talks to people, that's all he wants to talk about. We wanted to have a more casual conversation with Quinn today, from music to hockey to food and everything in between. Here's our conversation with Quinn Smith. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on two and out today, Quinn. We will talk about a little bit of football to start things off today. Let's go back to the beginning. When's the first time you ended up strapping on the pads? Uh, that would have been, uh, let me check the years. That would have been 2006, September, Birchmount Park Collegiate Institute, Scarborough, Ontario. Awesome. Were you always playing defensive line up until recently then? No, like when I started out, like in grade nine, I was an offensive line, actually right guard and D lineman. I played both all the way through college. And I also played a lot of fullback. Oh, nice! In uh, high school, yeah, I got a lot of carries too. I was gonna say, did you like having the ball? Yeah, I, I was. I was bigger than a lot of kids back then. You know what I mean? Like, so I mean. I was pretty fast, too, but no one could tackle me. <laughs> so your first-round pick in 2014, uh, tell us all about that draft day when the Calgary Stampeders called your name. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, uh, I'll never forget it. It was uh, We had a bunch of the family over, you know, and uh, my, my nephew at the time, he was probably, uh, he was like six years old, and everyone was cheering, so happy, that I, and, but he... He was sitting there crying because I had because I had to leave him to go to Calgary. So I was, that was pretty uh, pretty pretty cool to see how much that little guy loves me. You know, I think we see that a lot in uh, the CFL because well, Canada is such a big country that a lot of people uh, once you know free agency comes around. I think a lot of Canadians like to go play at home. Uh, obviously, you're in Calgary. You've been there for four years. You got to love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to my fifth year now. I do love it here, and free agency is coming up. It's my last year on contract, but I mean, Calgary's been great to me. I, uh, you know, it's been quite, quite the, quite the ride since I've got here. You know, I got the, I was fortunate enough to play a lot of games my first year and got to play in the Grey Cup and win it. And you know, and uh, I mean, three out of the four years have been to the Grey Cup, so it's, uh, you know, it's it's pretty exciting playing football here in Calgary. It's, the fans are great. Um, 
You know, I mean, it's uh, we got the, the best coaching staff in the league, I think, too. I mean, not to knock any other the league staff, I think everyone's great, but I think what our team does with preparation and, and execution, you know, it starts from up top and, and the hard work the guys put in. So it's, it's a fun place to be uh, be working. Yeah, that first season you played, you had four sacks in the 11 games, played in that great cup. What do you remember most about that rookie year? Yeah, um, I mean, I'll never forget that moment when, uh, you know, that last play of the game when Mayo, you know, got Kaleos and time ended up. I'll never forget that. It was pretty cool to have my dad there, you know, lift the great cup with me in Vancouver. I think that was pretty cool. Cool moment of that that first year. That was pretty sweet. You've already talked about how the Stampeders have probably the best coaching staff in the league. And yeah. since you've been drafted, you guys have literally, I can count it on one hand, lost five home games. <laughs> yeah. Is, is that what makes the Stampeders basically the model franchise in the CFL then? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it has anything to do with, you know, us being a little high, higher alpha too, but I think, uh, I don't know. I just, I just think, you know, Bo, Bo is a special player. I think, uh, you know, I don't know how well we would do, you know, without him. I think he's the best player in the league, hands down. But I think he, he, you got to give a lot of credit to Bo. He, uh, the time, time and preparation he puts in, it's, it's you know, he's, he's there at the stadium 5 a.m. every morning. I don't know how much he sleeps. You know, he's, he's a dad now. So I think you got to give a lot of credit to him and everyone else too. But I think he's a special part of this league, and he'll he will be forever. I think. Well, now that you're on the offensive side of the ball, uh, your quarterback takes care of you a little bit. He got you a gift uh, about a month ago, didn't he? Yeah, that was a pretty cool sequence of events. Actually, uh, fr- a friend of mine, like the night before, was the last day of Stampede, and like my, my favorite band was playing at the Coke stage. To finish it off, Billy Talent. And I actually got to go backstage with them and hang out with them all night. So that was pretty cool. And then show up the next day, there's a, a mandolin sitting in my locker. So that was, uh, that was a pretty cool 24 hours. And it was very nice to Boa. He got everyone a present on the O-line, you know, kind of personalized themselves. You know, some guys got, like, gaming stuff and, you know, uh, headphones. It was, that was pretty cool, him and his wife. Did you look at it and say, hey, look, that PlayStation costs more than <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I already got a PS4, so it's just uh, uh, I think he <laughs> he nailed it. That's pretty cool. I'm gonna use the next live, the next live performance I do. I told him I I do a mandolin song, so I have to get that in there. Nice. Have, have you played it at all yet? Oh yeah, I uh, I mean right now I can't play because I got this hand injury. But I mean I got a I got a couple tunes down pat. You know, losing losing my religion by REM and. Uh, um, Battle of Evermore by Zeppelin, so I'm I'm, I'm getting there. Wow! So it, it kind of seems to me uh, you like all kinds of music. Are you into more of the classics, or what are your your biggest influences when it comes to that? Yeah, I think like, my biggest influences of music. I mean, uh, I mean, growing up in the '90s, you know, um, like, I love the Foo Fighters. I love Billy Town. I love I love classic rock too. You know, big Zeppelin fan, big Beatles fan. Um, but like right now, like I'm, I'm jamming the Arcade Fire, Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters are here in a month. Billy Talent, um, you know, just just alternative rocks probably my number one if I had to pick one. You know, 
I guess you got a pretty good city to live in when it comes to, you know, going to concerts. The Stampede was just there, and like you said, the Foo Fighters are here uh, right around Labor Day. I guess you you get to go to that show? You know what? I've I've actually been planning on it. I just haven't checked the dates yet, and well, well, I was going to, usually the week of, I'll go down and and then figure that out, but I haven't really checked yet, but I just, uh, hopefully it's not sold out when I, but probably will be though. The Foo Fighters. Uh, oh, they're so good live too. So, are are you a concert guy? Do you do you go as much as you can? You know what? I, I do love concerts. I'm probably a little guilty not going to as many as I should have in my in my lifetime. But I mean, when a band like that comes to town, I gotta go. I mean, Dave Grohl. He's he's the best songwriter in the last twenty years in this world. I think. Yeah, and you know what? I think getting on stage almost is uh, very similar to getting on the football field because the last time I saw the Foo Fighters, I think that's right when Dave Grohl, I think he fell off the stage and broke his leg. So. Yeah, yeah, and the guy still finished the tour. Yeah, and he's sitting he's on stage up. and he's got a walking boot on. It was crazy to see. And they had like a, a chair like similar to the Game of Thrones chair, but instead of swords, it was made of guitars. So I guess, <laughs> when when did you start with music? I got my first guitar, uh, I think I was like 12 years old, like, I don't know, like grade 8, grade 7 around there, and, you know, just kind of, I always, I just had this urge to play, and my mom got, got one for me for Christmas, and then, uh, yeah, I just, I, you know, obviously didn't sound too great for a long time, yeah. I, I, I locked myself in my room every day for hours and hours and hours and hours, somehow fitting sports in there too, and, and now, now I'm pretty good pretty good so did you just teach yourself then yeah i mean um like my my cousin taught me how to play uh the adam song my blink 182 and then i just kind of figured it out from there just kind of just uh you know just spent hours just trying to get one little you know one little thing and once you kind of crack that code you just kind of slowly it opens up for you but it's spent a lot of hours probably pro- probably uh Way more hours than my uh, homework grades would have liked. Yeah. <laughs> we can relate to that, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were you ever in a band, or have you always kind of done your own thing? Nah, i just always been kind of a solo uh, solo guy. I would love to be in a band. I mean, it'd be so cool to have the drums and the bass. I just, uh, I don't know. I just haven't really, I guess, met the right people yet to start a band with. But I sure would love to. That'd be but so I, I've, I've jammed with the band. I maybe actually got a cool story. Last last great cup, actually. Um, the night the morning the night that we landed, we probably landed. To, it was a Tuesday around five six p.m. in Ottawa. We check in, and then uh, <clears throat> me and uh, me and Charleston, we just went for a little walk around downtown to get some food. And then we're walking by this uh, this bar, and four guys walk out. Four older guys, about sixty years old. And one of them slips and falls right on his head. Oh. And they, they're all wearing, uh, like, CSL stuff, and, and they recognize Charleston. And then we all get to talking. And then uh, one of them, one of them uh, I can't remember his name, but we ended up hanging out with them all night. But that bar had a live band in it. And I was telling the boys how I played. And so they went in there and convinced me to convince the band to go let me play with them and, and play a couple songs with them. It was actually pretty cool. Pretty cool uh, start to the cup, even though we lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Cool, though. Lots of people there. 
So, so you being able to play an instrument and a musician, and you know you've you've written your own songs. Have you had a chance to listen to Don Jackson's album yet? Yeah, I have. It's awesome. Oh, nice. <laughs> is yeah, it? it is. Yeah, it's really good. I, I mean, uh, I don't know how he he finished that in camp and stuff. He's he must have uh, had a couple, a few less hours of sleep than everyone else. But man, the, the way he's playing football and and how he was able to. I mean, produce a mixtape at the same time, and 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 to in the quality that it was, I think uh, you know. And you know, we have a couple of musicians on our team. We got Neela also plays ukulele, and Mike is really good at producing uh, music. If you watch all the Stamps videos, he produces some of that music. So there's some there's some talented people on our team behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, for, like for sure. And you know, you guys aren't that bad at football either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got a pretty yeah, good that, start that helps. season right now. Right. <laughs> um, do you have a Do you have a favorite album or like a you know a, a list of top five like Desert Island a- albums that you would have? Like my my top five favorite albums ever. Yeah, that you, yeah if you ever. were stuck on a desert island, you get five records. What are you taking? I got five records. Okay, let's go. Uh, whoo! I'll go. Oh wow. I would do Billy Talent number two. I would do Funeral by Arcade Fire. I think Color and the Shape by the Foo Fighters. I think I would do. Ooh, tough. I'll go maybe the White album. Oh yeah. And, and then maybe maybe Zeppelin three or Sgt. Pepper's. Zeppelin yeah. three. I always hear it's an argument between uh, two and four. Yeah, three three is a little out there. They got so many good stuff, so many good tunes. Yeah, you can't go wrong with any Zeppelin. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are you guys doing for the, the summer? What's what's the, what's uh, the plan? Plan out in the deer. Oh, oh man! Wow. Really, really just turned this around on us, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, you want to interview us? <laughs> so, uh, well, I guess Tyrell, he's working out in Manitoba. Okay. Um, so, what, you're yeah. stuck out there until when? Grey Cup? Yeah, the week before Grey Cup, I'll come home so I can go to Edmonton. Are you guys going to the Cup, yeah? Yes. Uh, yes I guess sir. this will be my 10th. 10th? Yeah, I started going uh, in 2009. Okay. Uh, that great, was my. Great I, was, year I think to go. I was. I think I was 21 years old. Um, okay, sweet. And I'm a rider fan, so I got a ticket. I, I went, and <laughs> and they lost in the worst way possible. Oh yeah, that's worst. Like oh, like that's that's bad. I I know that your team lost two Grey Cups in a row. One of them was yeah. in overtime, but. Uh, I mean, those hurt, obviously, but the thirteenth man thing. I mean, you per, you were probably watching football at that time. Oh yeah, I was watching that game. I was. Uh, I'm that. Uh, I'm not sure who was the player that should have been on, but that guy's got to still feel bad about that. <laughs> like, do you guys get to? Oh, I mean, when you're playing, do you get to enjoy any of the Grey Cup stuff, or is it 100 percent focus, or do you get kind of a day to take it all in? Yeah, like since since I've been going, like you know, you, you get there. I think you usually get there uh, Monday or Tuesday, and you know, you'll, 
but first night when you land, you know, you're, you're tired from the plane. Yeah. They'll, let you, they'll let you go get some food and check out the town the first night. You know, so it's not like a, it's not like you touch, you land down, you're go, getting right to your, you know, dorm room and go to sleep, you know. You got, you got to be able to still be a little bit normal, you know. You don't want to be too overloaded with everything that's going on. You know, go out and nothing, nothing wrong with going out, having a meal, a couple of beers, you know. Keeps, keeps you sane and that crazy week all right quinn i do want to ask you about food first i do need to say thank you to atb financial they also have the branch for arts and culture big supporters of the arts and as an artist as a creator sometimes it's really hard to get started and a lot of times it's not about what you know but who you know. So it's a networking and a career development hub. They have one in Edmonton and Calgary that also serve as performance venues. Artists always need more gigs. The more you play live, the better you get. The more eyes and ears see your product. So the ATB branch for arts and culture has more information at atb.com slash the branch. It is atb.com slash the branch. Quinn, I, I know you've played Grey Cups in Vancouver. Uh, lately, uh, you're in Toronto, you're in Ottawa. Where are you eating in all these cities? Where's your favorite place to eat? It's uh, usually like the keg, I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah? Anytime, oh. Any, yeah? Anytime we're flying flying somewhere, it's usually the keg or um, Cactus Club or something. Oh, that's really that's a great food. pick. And usually, usually those places are right by the hotels we stay in. Right. For a walk, right? You're off your feet. I saw that. Johnny Manziel, he, he drove back uh, to uh, Montreal with the coach, Mike Sherman, and they stopped at McDonald's. And uh, <laughs> Sherman got like a crispy McChicken or whatever, and Manziel yeah. got a Big Mac. I know you're a lineman. You got you got to pack away the food. What are you getting at McDonald's? Uh, McDonald's? Uh, what time of day is it? Ooh. Is it 2.30 uh, in the morning or is it like 7 p.m.? <laughs> well, 2.30 in the morning, that's our jam. Let's go with that. Well, if it's 2.30 in the morning, it's McDoubles. Yeah, it's <laughs> right, McDoubles so all day. McDoubles, two junior chickens, <laughs> poutine, filet of fish <laughs> That's your 2 a.m. haul? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I think we impressive. had Charleston on the podcast uh, back in March, and he said he just crushes the McNuggets. Yeah, yeah, that's also that, that's probably my number two. I mean, if you can find a place that has that twenty piece nugget, probably probably get those. Did, did you see they were coming out with this like forty bucket McNugget meal? Yeah, the forty piece nugget. Yeah, I, I'd order that. <laughs> Oh, I know. Whenever I get to Calgary for a game, and whenever I get, I get, I got season tickets in Edmonton too. I always stop at Popeye's Chicken. Have you had that? Hey, one one just opened uh, right on the main strip here in Calgary. Replaced the Wendy's on Seventeenth. Oh, it replaced it. Yeah, so I'm definitely gonna check that out pretty soon. I, I'm sure you've had Popeyes, right? Oh yeah, I've had Popeyes. There's uh Back in Scarborough, there was a couple of locations not too far, so I, uh, I've eaten there a few times. Yeah, I guess the first time I had it is when I went to uh, I went to New Orleans for WrestleMania, and, oh, okay. <laughs> and that's when I first had cool. Popeyes. You know what, man? Uh, are you a wrestling guy at all? I'm sure it feels like everybody in their life at one point has watched it. Yeah, like I used to love watching like The Rock. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mankind, you know, back in that era. Right. And, like, if if any time I'm, I'm flicking around and the rock's on it or 
Stone Cold. I'll, I'll, I'll take a peek at it because those guys are they're pretty good at it. Um, I, I I didn't I haven't really I haven't really kind of followed it. So fair. Like when I was a young kid, I you know once you figure out it's fake, I kind of stopped watching it. Yeah, that was worse for me <laughs> than uh, Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I know. I actually seen a funny thing on one of those little uh, picture memes. It was about Santa Claus. It was uh, what did it say? What did it say? It's like if you if you if how can you believe? What was it? If you believed in Santa Claus for ten years, you can believe my bullshit for two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Do, do you have any idea where Kamar Jordan found that jersey? Yeah, that, he like wore the, the Rock jersey, jersey a couple weeks ago. I don't know if it was a custom made or he found that, but it, it was sweet. <laughs> Uh, I think that's awesome that he was a Stampeder once upon a time. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's pretty cool. You know, anytime he's like, I mean, the guy's like the biggest star in the world right now when he, you know, makes a post about the Stamps. I mean, you know, better better for us, right? Now, I know you're a hockey fan as well. Um, Oh, yeah, maybe. How excited are you that the Leafs got Johnny T? Excited. That's not the word. I'm not even sure there is a word to describe it, to be honest with you, boys. Um, I, like a, I had this uh, same conversation today with the young lad who picked me up from the hospital after my surgery. I think I think we have the best coach in the league. I think we have top three offense in the league. I think we got top five tendy. And I think our defense is probably a, a B or a B minus. So I think we have a pretty balanced team this year. And if, uh, I don't know, we got a shot. You know, can't you can't can't you can't make them as favorites? But I think the Leafs are gonna they're, they're going to the conference final. I think this year at least. Ooh, they're can getting past that first that? round though. Well, they got to get past Boston, not choke. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know what's <laughs> funny though? If if the if the old playoff format was still intact, which is the most logical playoff format, right? Of course, we would have yeah. played. The, um, we would have we would have had home ice advantage and played the sixth seed, which is how it should be. We yeah, finished third. Oh, I, I totally agree with that. Home ice advantage. Now, okay, I, I saw on Twitter, which you haven't been on for like almost a year. Would you lose the password to that or something? Yeah, like no, not even that. Like they had, I, I went to sign in one day, and when I signed up for Twitter, I I. I was playing poker a lot on PokerStars, so, like, I used my PokerStars email to sign up with Twitter. And then, like, last year that I went to sign into Twitter, I was like, for your security, please enter the email address you signed up with so we can verify it. And I was like, all right. And I was like, I can't remember the email. Yeah. So I I made a new one, though, but I don't really use it. Okay, so you kind of got one of those burner accounts. (laughs) Yeah, I got a little burner twist. <laughs> oh, Brad's Twitter account, that's for sure. Now, you talk about the NHL playoff format. What do you think about the CFL one? Because I I know the crossover has been talked about so many times, but Yeah, I think um I think there's two options they should do cuz you know, when a team like is 9 and 9 getting the the Eastern by, that's ridiculous. I think either or 8 9 and 1 for that matter, maybe. For example, if the second place team in the Western in the Western Division has a better record than the first place in the East, 
the person that's in second place should jump over there and get their buy, and then the only and then same kind of process after that. So last year Edmonton would have got yeah. crossover buy, and then mm-hmm. they got a crossover to the West, the the second team. Something like that, or just have one division, and then just because um, everyone plays each other equally, almost right. Well, what do you think it is that these East teams kind of struggle in the regular season and then they get to the playoffs and all of a sudden they they look like good teams, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, after 18 games and after 19 games, I mean, even if you're not uh, uh, you know the best team at that point, I mean, after 19 games, you should be able to put out some good football, you know what I mean? And with a little luck, it's anyone's day. You know, it's, especially in those cold winter games, you know, guys aren't used to playing in the winter. You know, um, uh, you see it all over the place since the CFL has been invented, you know. Uh, too many times, you know, 9-9 and nine team will win, but that's just how it goes. Well, what, what do you make about moving the season then? I mean, you played in the snow last year. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you really change it. I think that's, how it's, that's just how the game's played. It's a marathon, and it ends in the winter. I like that too. Uh, it, now, what's the coldest game I guess you've ever played in? Then um, I went to school in Montreal, and uh, we never played too deep into the playoffs because we weren't that great. But I played a couple really cold games in high school. We actually we actually beat Rob Ford's high school for the city championship. Oh wow! In uh, <laughs> grade eleven, and it was it was like minus twenty five, and like there was so much snow up oh. to your knees almost. Oh, when I went we to won. the... We won. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> when I went to the Grey Cup in Ottawa last year, we took a day trip to Montreal, and I don't know what it was. I feel like it was probably minus six or something, and right. it felt like minus 30 here. The, the wind there is just brutal. Oh, the wind cuts through you like a samurai sword. Oh, it, it's... it's it, I can't even describe how crappy oh, I, I felt. Yeah, it's they're, they're, it's bad there. Now, I, I think are you also a Raptors fan? Yeah, I like the Raps. Um, I mean, growing up, like they weren't that great, and but I always liked Kobe. So, like, you know, if the Raps didn't make it, my next team was always the Lakers. I liked Kobe and Shaq, but like, I like I like the Raps. So they're my number one. Yeah. So, uh, are are you sad about DeRozan, or how are you feeling about that? You know what? Um, I'm not, you don't really know what happens behind the scenes, right? You see, he was sad that they didn't treat him right and or didn't uh, have communication with him and all that. But uh, I, I think he, you know, he, he gave us he gave us all to the team for since 2009, almost 10 years, and I think he's him or Vince got to be the best Raptors ever. So I yeah. Think, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we we got Kawhi Leonard now. He's one of the best in the league. So, like, you can't be mad on paper, but I I think maybe they could have did it in a better way. You know, he said he didn't know he was getting traded. I think when you put nine years into a, a team and, you know, got us to the conference finals, I think, I don't know, do a nice little press conference for him or something. Uh, yeah, I guess we're talking to you today on the day of your surgery. We want to keep you all night long. I got to ask, how is that transition to offensive line going, and, and what's the kind of the biggest difference between O and D? Of course, there's a big difference, but is it kind of like 
your mindset? <laughs> you're protecting the quarterback instead of chasing the quarterback? Is your your footwork? Yeah. Is it everything? It's just tough. I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot to to know. Like uh, the, the mental part's a little tougher. Um, not not to say that you got to be smarter, but it's just you, you, there's a lot of more, there's a lot more things you got to know on paper, kind of thing. Um, and also, it, it, it's uh, it's tough to it's the hard part to you know really be. For me right now, the hardest part is to strike someone while you're moving backwards. You know, right. I'm, I've always been my whole life. You know, I, was, I was a junior A hockey and lacrosse player. You know, I was always a forward kind of just, you know, go, 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 go. Now it's just kind of, you know, I'm getting the hang of it, but it's tough. I hope to, you know, when I'm back with this hand injury, I'm hoping to, you know, get back on the field, right? So, um, but yeah, we have, Pat's a great coach. Um, and I think, like, the offensive line, the way it's rolling right now, I mean, they stay healthy. It's uh, going to be hard to beat. Got quite a good unit in that room. What else do you do to keep busy? I mean, you got the video games, you got the music. You asked me what I do this summer. Uh, you, you live in Calgary, so Banff is just you know an hour and a half away or whatever. I spend. I'm in Red Deer. I spend a lot of my time in the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. They, they keep calling me, man. Me and my uh, girlfriend Britt, we went down to Kananaskis some camp for a couple of days through the bye weeks, right? So. Uh, that's pretty cool up there. They got like a lot of the campgrounds. Like when you wake up, they have these little birds. They call uh, whiskey uh, whiskey jack. Right. They'll come up and eat the food out of your hands. So that was pretty cool. We got to experience that. Lots of wildlife and yeah, tunes. Lots of tunes. Well, judging by your <laughs> McDonald's order at two a.m., what are you eating while camping, man? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Usually uh, we got. From the, this place called the Pie Junkie, so you fire that up. Some quiche, some hot dogs, sausages, burgers, uh, chicken Caesar salads, potato salads, corn, uh, you know, chocolate almonds, and some s'mores. You're made to be alignment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, since 91. <laughs> almost 11 pounds out of the. 11 oh. pounds! I know that hurt, eh? <laughs> Your mom deserves a card, man. <laughs> she deserves a freaking castle for that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? No kidding, man. Uh, to wrap up, I just want to ask you, I know you, you're big into the music. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure you caught it. Did you see the feature they did on you on TSN? With uh... Yeah, I actually I missed it live with uh, my, my, family, my family, a couple of buddies. I've recorded it, and I got to see it. It was actually pretty cool. I didn't know they were doing it. It was pretty sweet. Um, where do you get your inspiration for writing songs? Yeah, um, I don't know. It's just sometimes you have a you have an idea, or like you know, sometimes like an event will happen, or in a couple of days you're feeling good about something, feeling bad, and you can kind of mix like fact with fiction and make your own stories. Like I'm a, I'm a big sci-fi guy, like. I like to kind of make up my own stories or talk about past experiences or maybe some some things that you'd like to happen or maybe you got the blues, you know? Right. So you're doing everything, like uh, the sci-fi stuff. That kind of reminds me, you know, kind of like the Ronnie James Deal lyrics of the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Do, do you have any uh, gigs on the go all the time? I know you, you, you hurt the hand right now, but yeah, have you? Yeah, well, I was... 
I was actually going to have a couple coming up, but I, I got to I gotta cancel those now. But uh, once my hand starts going again, I'm, I'm definitely going to have want to, I want to do uh, a big show and maybe get a charity involved and raise some money. And, you know, because I haven't, I haven't done a show in a long time. So I think uh, I can get some of the boys out and maybe have a fun night and raise some money for a little nice little cause. Yay, so uh, if you do have that gig, how can we find it? Are you going to use your Twitter burner account? or? Yeah, um, <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram or on uh, on my Facebook, I uh, usually post my shows with uh, a week before they'll happen or two weeks before. All right, what's your Instagram handle then? It's at Quinn, Q-U-I-N-N-S-M underscore. S-M underscore. Quinn, uh, you had the hand surgery today to get the hardware removed. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. This is the most laid-back, funnest chats I've ever had. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for coming on, and uh, good luck getting back on the field, all right? Thanks, boys. Thanks again to Quinn Smith of the Calgary Stampeders for coming on the Two and Out podcast today. We are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. If you like our show, there are tons of other shows on the Alberta Podcast Network. Uh, pop culture. You want to keep up with that? Pop cycle. Uh, actually, I screwed that up. It's popsicle. Right? Right? <laughs> uh, Christian and Eric, take care of you with everything to do with pop culture. Sorry, boys. <laughs> AlbertaPodcastNetwork.com and check out all the shows in the network. Thursday morning, we have a very special show for you. Brazilian Ty and I will be talking to Randy Ambrosi, the commissioner of the Canadian Football League, 8 a.m. Eastern. Subscribe on iTunes. As soon as it comes out, you'll get that little ditty on your phone or your computer or wherever podcasts are found. The Commissioner, coming on to and out Thursday morning. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.